0: Hey, welcome to another show of Analysis Podcast. You guys have been amazing. I see the views on Apple Podcasts. I see the views on uh, on Spotify. You guys are incredible. And thank you so much for people who are listening. Thank you so much for people who are watching. Uh, Again, again today, uh, we have a (laughs) a special guest that uh, I've I've been wanting to get him here for a while because his story is incredible. You know, even though... In his sport, he looks like a machine, he's just human, and he's here like to really, really inspire us with his story. But you know I gotta give him the intro, right? So, wedding number 22, <laughs> from Edo States, Nigeria, Kamaru, <laughs> the Nigerian Nightmare, Uzma.
1: Thank you, thank you so much, man. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it. Appreciate
0: it, man. The, okay, so the Nigerian nightmare. I was reading and seeing how, how you got that nickname, and this it was uh, Christian. Uh...
1: See this? That, no, that's this. The thing about that nickname is, uh, you know, it's um, it's a it's a nickname that I've heard ever since I was a kid. Ah, like, and it's a nickname that exemplifies excellence. In, in in sports in athletics in, in in athletics at the highest. So whichever athlete is excelling at the highest of Nigerian descent, that's a nickname you take on. You know, I'm not the first Nigerian nightmare. Ah. You know, Christian Okoye is who who is an American football player, played for Kansas City Chiefs, is not the first Nigerian nightmare. Um Boxing, WBC heavyweight champion of the world, Samuel Peters was a Nigerian nightmare. There's been a few football players, soccer players that yeah. Nigerian nightmares and so that name is just a name that exemplifies you know excellence in sports you know so if you're really a nightmare in your sport in your respective respective field yeah. and you have Nigerian descent that's a nickname you with pride you want to take on <laughs> yes. so I'm just being honest yeah if Giannis if you guys hadn't had the journey you had <laughs> yes Giannis would be the Nigerian nightmare right now. I um, guarantee you that that's, and you, you're hearing it right now. You know, you know, I know Greek, Greek freak, that Greek,
0: Greece trying to take him, but Giannis is a Nigerian nightmare in basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I say this all the time. We come from like two cultures that are amazing. Have you have you ever learned, you know, and I know you know the Nigerian culture, of course, but have you ever yes. learned about the Greek culture as well? Like we come from two cultures that I they have so much history and at the same time, they're so hard working. And if you look at what they do all around the world, spread it all around yeah. the world, like it's crazy. Like I go to every gym, bro, and I see Nigerian flags and Greek flags. That's, I get goosebumps this, just thinking about this. But you know, about you, man, okay. So like, how did you, like, wh- how did you start? How did you?
1: It's just natural progression. I think, uh, you know, just like most, families like your family like my family you you immigrate for uh, for opportunity yeah you know uh that's the thing that a lot of people don't really think about but i mean how how blessed are we and how thankful are we that your mother and father were courageous enough to say that this is not where we're gonna let our legacy live we're gonna immigrate we're gonna go somewhere else to give our kids an opportunity for them to be a higher selves yeah. and 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 I mean, it doesn't matter if, you know, your father was a drill sergeant. It doesn't matter if your mother didn't hug you so many times, look at what they did. They handled their responsibility. They they were able to get out and give you an opportunity for you to do the things now that we see all the time. Everyone's <laughs> saying, for you to give your kids an opportunity and hug them and love them a certain type of way. So I, I am eternally grateful to my parents and as I'm, as we're I'm of, sure you and your, your brothers are. Um, yeah, to, to give us that opportunity. You know, my family immigrated to the U.S. And, of course, and you know, just like you guys, when you immigrate somewhere else, you just, your kids. You want to do what kids are doing. You want to you hang out with the kids. You want to play. Kids are always going to want to play with kids. And you don't see race. You don't see color. You don't see any of that. Yeah. You just want to just participate. And, like, you guys picked up the basketball. You know, we, um, for me, it was, I was a football player. I was in Texas. Okay. It's football and basketball. Uh-huh. So uh, I played football in seventh grade, middle school. I was okay, you know, B team all star. Okay. You know, I was able to run around guys, you know. And then eighth grade, <laughs> they grew a little bit more. I didn't grow that much. So I wasn't such a B team all star anymore. I was like, okay, still decent B team. Yes. And then ninth grade, high school. Now, if you know anything about Texas football, these dudes look like college football players. Yeah. Uh, big, big, big kids. <laughs> and I didn't grow. So freshman year, I was five foot two, 103 pounds. It's crazy. Yeah, ninth grade, five, two, 103. And trying to play football with guys that are six, three, six, four, 220. Mm. And, you know, I was, yeah, you know, still kind of trying to get through the season. You know, I wasn't playing much, obviously. And and we had such a, an amazing class of talent that year that I wasn't going to see that much playing time, especially in my position because yeah. I was the running back. And the assistant football coach was also the assistant wrestling coach. I never heard of wrestling before except WWE. Oh, yeah. The, and yeah. so, yeah, so because I thought that was wrestling. And so he kept saying, hey, why don't you come in and try wrestling? you know, slim, skinnier, you know, white dude. And I'm from, you know, from North Carolina, I, you know, and, and I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. I don't want to get hit with chairs. I'm good. <laughs> and he's like, nah, come on in try it. Come on in. I was like, nah, I'm okay. And um, then one day I went by the wrestling room and I peeked my head in there and it was just like 60 dudes in shorts, t-shirts. Blue white t shirts and wrestling shoes and, and on the mats and it was a smell that you got it was a smell like sweat you know <laughs> I call that the stench of hard work now but it was just like that sweat and it was hot in there and they were just slamming each other repeatedly they would get back up slam each other get back up just taking turns I was like hey I don't know I don't think I'm I fin- <laughs> i do not think I would do that so I went back to rest uh, to football and. Towards the end of the season, I think we had maybe three games left. Uh, they gave me, like, this play. It was a, it was a running play. It was like a 43-killer. That's what the play was called. I still remember the play. That's crazy. <laughs> and uh, it was like a cutback. They gave me the ball, cutback, boom, through the middle. It has gone. 25, 30 yards. It's was like, I can do that? I'm doing that? So they they called another play. It was another running play. But this time it was on the opposite side. But in my head, I'm like, nah. These guys can't stop this play. You know, I just cut counter and I went through and I just 30 yards. You know, I'm going to do it again. Boom. Instead of doing running the play the way I was supposed to, I cut, went back the same way. Running up the middle, I'm thinking I'm gone. I get hit so hard by the, uh, by the linebacker. I'm on my back. I'm screaming out every cuss word I knew at that time. And uh, I thought I broke my back. And I, while I was laying there, I was just like, yeah, this is this is not it for me. I, can't, I don't know about football. And after that moment, I was like, I got to give something else a try. Because I'm not. My head, and that's the thing, when you're in in, the, in those years, like high school years, that's the thing with kids. And now as a parent, I, I'm starting to understand more and more. Is kids feel like, that's, but not only feel, that's the most important thing in their life to where as parents, we're, we're dealing with bills and how we're gonna provide for our families and all. But for them, for a kid, I'm not growing. I'm five foot two, I'm hundred pounds. All these guys are six, three 220, I'm not gonna grow. So I thought I just, I gave up on football. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna grow. So I need to try something else. And one
0: day I went into the wrestling room and the rest was history. So, okay, you started, you were like five, two, like 103 how was your first wrestling days how
1: how like see that was the thing with wrestling is is you could compete in wrestling at that size Uh, because there's different weight classes okay and so wrestling was was a good fit but I didn't really because I never wrestled before I never even seen wrestling so I'm like okay I'll try it so and I it was like my coaches was waiting for the day for me to come in there Cause as soon as I came in, I just was trying to flex. I was trying to just go in and say, Yeah, I came in, y'all yeah, wasn't ready for me, so I left. Cause you know, I thought I was cool, a football player. You know, my brother was a senior soccer player at the schools, I think he was like captain of the soccer team. My cousin at the time was a football player as well. So I'm like, Yeah, I'm just gonna go in, flex a little bit, tell him I showed up and then leave. As soon as I walked in, they had shorts and t-shirt ready for me. Like, here you go. I was <laughs> like, wait, 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 I wasn't ready for all that. But they they had it ready uh gave it to me I was like all right I'm gonna show y'all and then they put us in a group and uh I was in a group with the girls like a group of four I think it was like on a Monday and what they the name they had for the Monday practices was miserable Mondays because <laughs> they conditioned a lot and um for football players you're not used to that that wrestling condition is different so I go in they put us in a group with the uh and I had a girl in the group that we're wrestling. I don't know what I'm doing. We're just going, we're just going, she's taking me down. She's slamming me. She put me in a half Nelson. And for the first time I had this feeling of, I know most people in the world don't ever think about this, but have you ever thought about being pinned to your back and not being able to get off? You, it's one of the most helpless feelings. It's crazy. I've, you've ever, you would ever experience. Imagine being on your back. Someone's on top of you and you can't get up. I was just like, I I blew my mind. Because you never think of that. You're like, oh, I fall down. I just get up. No, you're on your back. They have you pinned down. You cannot get up. And I just remember feeling so helpless. I was walking home that day after school and I was just like, I'm going to get this girl back tomorrow. I'm going to get her back. But this is how this is this goes to show you how my mind was wired. Yeah. Most football players didn't come back the next day. Uh. They never showed up. But as I was walking home. That was never a thought, like, I'm not gonna show up. The thought was, I'm gonna get her back tomorrow. And I came back and she continued to assault me. You know, she <laughs> she beat on me for months until one day we're wrestling, we're doing something, we're doing something, and I hit a move that I learned, it was a headlock. And I hit the move, boom, and I, and I landed the move. And I just remember thinking at that point, I was like, oh, I learned something. (laughs) I learned a move. And I just remember the feeling I had walking home that day. I was so happy. I was like, okay, I'm gonna come back tomorrow. I'm gonna keep coming. And I just kept coming and kept coming. And, you know, I just wanted to continue to improve and it got me here. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then wait, so you went, so that was your first school. Which school did you go to? went to my high school was James Bowie High School in Arlington, Texas. And then you went from you went to college. From then, yeah, I uh went to uh I got a co- uh, scholarship to a small school in Iowa. It was a Quaker school, like a private university in Iowa called William Penn University. William Penn, yes. Yeah, um never heard of them before, but uh <laughs> it was in Oskaloosa, Iowa. Never heard of that before. And uh and I went So they had like a wrestling team? Yeah, they had a wrestling team, a pretty talented wrestling team, I must say. I mean, it was just one of those schools to where they they were able to get all these talented individuals that didn't necessarily have the grades and the scores to go to this major university because they were all division. A majority of them were division one caliber athletes, but they just didn't have the test scores to go. And, And that was the thing with me is that, you know, I could... I had the grades in class but I was a horrible test taker. I just it was just something about sitting there for 4 hours taking the SAT test that I just after about an hour I started yeah. just circling C's C's. <laughs> and um and so I didn't have the test score so I was I think the the NCAA quali- classification is you are a non-qualifier or maybe and okay. it's it's two things that you could be ineligible but qualified or not or ineligible mm-hmm. and, and and or non-qualified or something like that one of the other. so you could have the grades but you just don't have the test scores like the ACTS and score yes. or you can have the test scores but you just don't have the grades so either way you're gonna have to prove yourself to NCAA clearinghouse that you can succeed at a NCAA institution so basically ah. you could go to a JUCO and for like a year or two years, no, if, when you go to JUCO, I think the, the rules were you had to uh, graduate with that associate's degree. Yes. But if you go to another four-year institution, you just had to go there
0: for a year and prove that you can succeed in
1: a, a four-year
0: institution. And at least they have that in place as well because, you know, yeah. it's not just you. There's a lot of kids out there who want to be wrestlers, you know, yeah. they want to be compete and they know that it's hard for them like academically, you yeah. know? I, exactly. And so,
1: at the time, you know, you hate it as a kid, you hate it, but you don't understand. But that's, It's one of those things that I think is necessary to, in place. Um, So, yeah, I went and of course, I mean, I know I I was a good student, athlete, and, you know, acing all my classes, and then, uh, but it was just something about, you know, being in a small town Iowa that that was different, but now as an adult, I, I really, I cherish my time there because it was a learning experience. It taught me so much, but while I was going through the th- through it, I was just I I couldn't believe what I was living through at that time. Why? Yeah, it, you know, it, <laughs> it, you go from I, know, this, I want you to feel
0: comfortable. I don't want yeah, you, to, you, you know, go from yeah. this
1: big city uh, of uh, living in Arlington, Dallas, yes. Texas, you know, DFW, to where you see everything, all cultures, all races, everything. You you're just in this melting pot, and it's okay. And then you go to small town Iowa. Yes where you may be the only brother they see for a while they've seen all year mm. and being there really i'd walk into a restaurant everyone would turn around <laughs> like oh oh it's one of that guy one of those guys and and it was the first time i ever felt something like that and i i always see it in movies and tv shows yes. but to actually feel it was different you know, cause I come from Arlington where it's, we're everywhere and, and all cultures, Asians. I went to school with everybody. And so two different instances that were really, that really stuck with me. One was the story. I was a, me and my roommate, who's, uh, I think his name is James Rudder from uh, Las Vegas, little guy from Las Vegas. Uh, he's a wrestler too. And we went to Walmart, you know, first couple of weeks of school, we want to get all the supplies. So you go to Walmart and we go to Walmart and we're in one of the aisles like the shoe aisles and uh we're i'm looking for like a shoe cleaner and it was a kid and her and, and his mom sitting and the kid might have been maybe like six uh maybe five six and um he's trying on shoes she's putting shoes on him and um obviously Caucasian and uh so i'm 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 looking at the you know i'm on, at the end of the aisle, i'm looking at the the cleaners and the kid looks up and, at me and, you know, and I'm just, I love kids. And I, I just, you know, kind of wave, you know, make a face, away like you mm-hmm. do with kids. And he looks up at me and goes, mommy, look, a black person. <laughs> <laughs> he that Just like that. <laughs> and the mom, the look she had on her face, she like grabs him, turns around, like just walks off. And I'm just like. But I mean, he didn't, he was just yeah, a kid. He, was, bro. he didn't know he's a kid. Yeah. And this is based on what he's been growing around. You know what you, you're, you know, and so I don't fault that kid at all. But it was just one of those instances where she, it's based on what you're teaching your children, like you're not educating yes. them in a certain way, yes. and so it was that was nothing. But the really but they, did. And
0: it this me. I don't want to end up, but this is like while you're in like college now, you're in yeah, yeah okay. I'm in college. I'm
1: 18 at this Okay, point. okay, you're 18. And the one that really did it because I was I spent two years there at William Penn. And I wanted to leave after the first year, because I started to feel all these things, but it was just, I guess it just wasn't in God's plans. Um, the coach didn't release me to leave, so I had to come back to compete for that institution, or, or I would be ineligible by going to a different school, yeah. and they wouldn't pay my tuition, something like that. So I had to come back. So I come back, and the next year I, I started dating this girl. She was from the town. you know, she's a beautiful girl, and she's a basketball player, okay. Cooper Hooper. Yeah. Okay. And um I think I um, don't quote me on this, but I think at the time she held the high school record for most three pointers. Yeah. You know, and she could shoot, she was a shooter. I mean, she blonde, boom, bombing him <laughs> And it was just something about her and her athleticism and just her competitiveness. I had met her at the YMCA and we hit it off. You know, I, I tried to get a number, she wouldn't give it to me, left. So I came back to the YMCA every like I think it was like Tuesday for like four weeks straight <laughs> just to meet her and I couldn't find her I didn't see her and then one the last time I was there I was leaving and then she was like pulled up and I'm like you know talk to her rat to her, I've been you know and eventually gave me a number we started talking and we started dating we dated for a while and then she get went to college at a different college and met her family, met her parents, and they were, they, they super, super nice to me. You know, they would invite me over, like, hey, invite your friend, you know, uh, Marty, because that's what they called me at the time, you know, Marty, around wrestling. Marty was the nickname <laughs> around wrestling. It started in high school. It started in high school. I'll, I'll touch oh, on that right, real right. quick before we, <laughs> we jump back, but it started in high school. Um, my high school coach, my, my full name is Kamaru Dean. Kamara Dean. Yes, right. I'm a high school coach, David Mudgee. John Mans, he's reading it. He was like a Big Marine. He's like, come Rudy, Marty, and I can't say this shit. <laughs> and he's a big Marine. I'm just, you know, like here, sir. That's me. He's like, I'm just gonna call you Marty. I was like, yes, sir, that's good. So he starts calling me Marty. But you know, this is the thing with names and nicknames, is if you're not good at what you're doing, you're just a regular average Joe. No one remembers him. No yeah. one cares. You know, no one cares about him. And so the more successful I got in wrestling, the more people started to hear him call me that. So now my whole team called me Marty. So now we go to wrestling tournaments and I'm some beating dudes up and everyone would call me Marty now. So it kind of started to grow and grow and grow. Now when I was getting ready to leave high school and college coaches would call him and they would say, hey, do you have this kid? And what about this kid? And he was like, "Oh, oh, Marty? So he starts calling me that to the college coaches. Now they start calling me that. So he bleeds over to wow. college. And then now I'm in college doing my thing. And of course everyone's calling me Marty. 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 You know, people just completely negate the fact that my name has nothing <laughs> to do with that. You know, my name is not, but I, I go along with it because it's like a nickname. You yeah. know, every is, is. every boy wants every, you know, you wanna just be part of the team, part of the squad. Exactly. So I just let it ride. And then now I got to college and I started to to really whoop dudes. <laughs> And they kept calling me now. I'm just like, all right, fuck it. You know, <laughs> that's the name, that's the name now. So it was a nickname. So now I'm in, in college uh-huh. in go. Iowa. And so her that the girl I was dating, her parents would uh, say, Hey, you wanna invite your friend Marty to come come have dinner with us? And I would go over, meet her parents, eat. I think they were they were like involved in the church and things like that. And um, first Caucasian woman I ever dated. You know, this was like my first, like, real, like, relationship. Okay. You know, I'm, I was a kid, you know, before. But this is like my first, like, relationship out of my parents' house. And, and so I liked her. We really, you know, liked each other. Plus, now we connect on a different level. We hoop together, you know. Mm-hmm. We, and so the moment her family found out that, like, we were, like, because she would tell me that she loved me. And I'll tell her the same because now we've been dating for over a year and like, I'm like, yeah, I, I really feel deeply for this girl. The moment they find out, like we were like really into oh, each dating. other. Okay,
0: okay gotcha.
1: Yeah. They were like, nah. They brought me, they invited me over, sat me down, had her older sister there, sat us down, living with mom and dad. And they, it was like an intervention style. And they were like, um, yeah, we, we we like you. You're a very nice, respectful guy. Um, but we just don't think that you guys should be
0: together. Because Great. you're... <laughs> no, they didn't say that. You're lying. No, they, no, they didn't say that. Yeah. That, what, 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 what year was this? The, what year this, was this
1: was 2006. 2006. I mean, it's the 2000s, bro. Like 2006, bro. That's That's... That's not that long ago. Yeah. But it, okay. it, it's, but it's, you know, I mean, two
0: thousand. It's, it's 20 some, almost twenty two. I know. That's crazy. It almost, it's crazy to say over 20 some. some. <laughs> but, no, but yeah, yeah,
1: they sat me down and, and, and intervention stopped with the way they disguised it. They were like, our parents wouldn't uh, be on board with you guys' relationship. Wouldn't condone the relationship, which.
0: Damn, that's, a, that's unfortunate.
1: At the time, Imagine I'm, I'm 18, imagine an 18 year old man, like young man hearing this and I feel I really care about this girl. I'm away from my parents, you know, I'm starting, they've invited me over, I'm starting to be close with them. I love her bro, young oh. brother and I'm playing with him all the time and, yeah. and they tell you that. Like I cried it's there in the living room, I cried, like I cried. And I'm not ashamed to say this. I got phys- <laughs> I physically like was crying. Like, I believe, you, bro. Wait, you're just gonna, I yeah. care about this woman. You're just gonna tell me like I can't see her just because I'm black. And it it, it, it hurt me so bad to where I, I cried to where it, even the dad went on the walk with me, took me on the walk and tried to explain to me more, like hey, you know, it just can't happen. And these were guys of the church, like they were in the church in that town. And and it hurt us, me and her, big time. Um, And so we kind of uh, after that, we you know we they wanted us to stop seeing each other, which we tried,
0: but you can't tell kids that. Yeah. At the same time, I know how you are as a person; you're very respectful. Yeah. So you was probably I'm trying
1: to be respectful. I'm trying to be out, but she's like, nah, screw that. You know, they can't tell us what to do. You know, that's the attitude that because you know we're 18, 19. Now we could be rebellious. And um, we tried to like see each other behind their back for like, you know, a few months after, but it was just like every time they would find out it would be a situation. Yeah, they you don't want to cause no me. problems. Too. Yeah. Like, you're not that person. So. And they was threatening me, threatening me now. Like real threats. Like, hey, we'll get the police involved. We'll say you did this, you did that. Like, and I was just like last straw. And at this time, I was already working on the transfer to the University of Nebraska anyways. I was okay. like, I need to get out of here so it just so happens that the last time a situation happened happens to be right when my transfer went through i just yeah. packed up my car and the school packed up my car transfer left never looked back man. yeah man that's, that's crazy, crazy journey it's a crazy journey like I, i've seen so and just been through so many different things that for me helped shape who I am and I'm
0: grateful for each and every one of them the good or the bad. You know what it is too like when I like every podcast that I have like keeps going and I, and I see these stories and reminds me how much like human we are and, and you took me through so many emotions I can only imagine like how he was feeling at the time you know.
1: Bro 18 year old young boy I'm sitting <laughs> on, the, on the couch inter I mean interve- have you seen the show Intervention? I'm it's when it all the family, like if someone's doing drugs and then it's, it's affected all the family members, okay. they all bring you into how they trick you to come over and then they sit down and tell you like, hey, this is why you need to stop drugs <sighs> because it, it's hurting them this way. So the whole family
0: was it, there, basically.
1: So it was, yeah, mom, dad, sister, like all there. And I was just like, sat there and they're telling me this. Mm,
0: mm, mm.
1: <laughs> Yo, crazy. Yeah. and But you know, I went through it and, um, you know, I'm glad I experienced it you know, as, as much as I didn't want to, I'm glad I
0: experienced it because look where I am now. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things that, you know, everybody's had, uh, and from both sides as well, eh? not only, you know, being a black male or uh, or a uh, uh, Caucasian, I'll be like, you've experienced it from every, from every side of it, but yeah. the thing is like that it doesn't let you, it doesn't affect who you are as a person. It doesn't, you don't create any animosity towards anybody because you're like you know it's it's life you know and i just move forward you could be you could be mostly you know other people you could date people from the same race and still they don't like you they still yeah, don't want you to be fact, facts and it almost lit it almost lit a fire in me too yeah it was kind of like uh because
1: when i went to that school like i was there as an athlete i had a chip on my shoulder as an athlete yes like i that's what i was there for i was a student athlete but you know and then the relationship came with that but it was which was making my time there a little bit more enjoyable. But I had a chip on my shoulder as an athlete. Like I was like, I walked in and I, this is on that wrestling team. I walked in and I was like, yo, I'm gonna be the best here at the school. And they had like starters, all American, multiple time, all American on the team. I was like, I'm gonna win a national title. And I remember this funny story. I remember we were, uh, it was an exercise that the coach would make us do at the beginning of the season. Yes. and it was write down our goals for the year. And everyone's reading off their goal. And some guys are like, yeah, I want to win 15 matches this year. And then some guys are like, yeah, I want to make varsity. Some guys are like, yeah, I want I want to uh, make it to nationals. And, you know, you have the All-Americans on the team. Yeah, I want to be a four-time All-American. Some are, you know, and then they come to me and I'm like, yeah, we be national champion. And I remember the look I got from some of the guys on the team. Like, who? Just think like he is. Yeah, this young dude coming in here talking about he's gonna be a national champion. I go, Who is it? So they just gave me that look, but I was like, They don't know where I'm at mentally, physically, what I'm gonna bring. They don't know. And going through that year, I was there was two separate practices one for the freshmen's and the red shirt, and then one for like the varsity. Yes. and I was one of I think maybe two guys that were out of that class of like we had maybe 26 in that other practice I was like one of the two that were invited to the varsity practice and sooner or later i started giving it to the varsity guys i mean i'm going ham on them like hey i come here to win and i'm going to win and so that relationship going the way it did it kind of boosted me a little bit it gave me an extra like boost in my back like you know i'm, I'm gonna show them mm-hmm. you know because a piece of me felt like the fact that, you know, yeah, of course the race situation was a big one, but it was, you know, it was almost like they were doubting who I, I set out to be as a man, mm. you know, like I'm, okay. I'm here to be successful in whatever I'm doing. And they were like, a piece of them was like, oh, yeah, you might not amount to anything, so you, you're not good enough to date our daughter. Mm. And I was like, who, me? Okay. And so when I transferred, I just carried that chip on my shoulder, everywhere and just up, 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 up.
0: hey guys sorry to interrupt this is an the kumpo let you guys know you can get all your official at the gear at the decouper's.shop follow our social media pages at the de decouper's to stay updated with new lines and drops and show us you're wearing the gear by using the hashtag we're all bros at the de decouper's.shop we're all bros back to the analysis Man. So, okay. So let's fast forward a little bit. So you go to Nebraska, you win like, I hit my stride, go crazy. Yeah. I think you might've won like 30, you know, like my senior year, I was 44 and one, 44, you won 30, you won 30 matches in a
1: row. Yeah. 44. (laughs) I just, I kind of, I really started putting it together. I think it was just, it was a combination of everything. You got to be at the right institution. That's the thing too, with, with universities here. And, and colleges and especially even for 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 basketball players is you have to be in the right institution that fits that can yes. really help develop a kid because you might have some of these high school superstars i mean obviously now i think in basketball you can go straight from the uh, high school to yeah they, NBA, yes,
0: right? or, every five years kind of it was kind of changing but yeah. now I think from high school probably you can go straight all yeah. to the and league so, to the nba
1: yeah so it was you know if you do go to college college is a great tool Yes. I, I, I re- highly recommend it. Obviously as an athlete, I don't, with the whole how NCAA makes money off of us athletes. It, I don't really like that aspect, but for development, it, it's it's amazing. You know, because I grew so much in those couple of years that, that really prepared me for life after. And so I got the right fit. Once I went to uh, Nebraska, I got the right fit amazing team amazing yeah. coaches and it was just centered around good things i mean the the team was very very high in their faith you know so they they got me and in, in with that to where it was it's a, a very very um team that that we all share the common goal of course we want to be the best athletes but of course they want to be best men as well and so the culture is very high in that, in discipline, and making sure that everyone was on the same page and yes. their faith, in, in how they 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 lived life, and being in that environment just skyrocketed me. You know, like I was there, and I I wanted to go harder every day. I wanted to go harder, and I did. Once I started hitting that stride, I can. It's something about me. You give me a little bit of success. That's that's it. That's that's
0: what. We Once mean. I get a little
1: bit, I want more. I want more. I want more. That's, I want that's more.
0: what usually happens. Yeah, so you make me believe I can do it absolutely looking back now absolutely and that that was you know i
1: that was the beginning of and being there was the beginning of everything you know being there was the first time i i really saw mma the sport because i had a teammate that would do it during the summers and so it was the first time i really kind of saw it really kind of was around it and um you know i never
0: thought i would do it but somehow got me into the sport how I mean how did you go from never thought you would do it to like welterweight champion of the world bro and then going to like 9 or 10 like how many defenses bro just consecutively like boom the one after the another because if you think about it to me because I don't know how many uh, how how it works but the way I see it you get two matches a year right so we Mm -hmm. talk about two 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 we talk about like four or five years in a row bro (laughs) we talk about like it's
1: it's crazy yeah I mean that it was I was always like, and it all started with in Nebraska, the habits of how I prepare for things. So I knew we had a national tournament coming towards the end of the year. You know, I'm going to start now. My habits got to start now with with how I'm doing things, how I train, how I prepare. And so it's always been that way. Like I know a lot of people would, would see us as athletes and and at the top now, like, just like, oh man, you guys are just blessed. You're gifted superstars. No, it didn't come that way. You know i remember you know being 13 years old 14 and deciding like hey, you know i'm going to go take an extra run today i'm going to do this extra i'm going to do that extra and i'm going to do this extra and i've been doing it for years and years and years and years all through i'm in nebraska and for the last two years while i was there i realized to myself and i know this is a quote that we hear all the time we've heard but it's i was training at first, I was training the same hours as the team. We had training practice at three thirty every uh-huh. day, and I full practice from three thirty to about five thirty. The same as everyone else on the team, and then I would go to a tournament and I'd you know place third, fourth, like every kind of everybody else on the team. Yes, and so I didn't like that because I wanted to win every time. I want to win, but it's like how can I expect to win when I do the same thing as everybody else on the team? I can't, you know, that's crazy. I'm expecting to just be the champion when I'm doing the same amount of work as everybody else. So I, I decided, no, I can't do that. I started doing different things. I go in, I think for the last two years, I wake up at 6 a.m. every day, go to the uh, our gym, our health and sports center. I'd train before I'd go to class while everyone's still kind of sleeping. I'd train before I go to class and then finish the day of classes and then go back and then go get to recovery and then, Get ready for practice at three thirty, so i started doing that and by that it's mid crazy. by the mid that year my junior season mm-hmm. it was like i could see the difference i could feel the difference when everybody was tired i was like yeah give me one more <laughs> um I, and i and it was like a drug for me you know that and then i started pushing harder and harder and then it just got me to the point where I carried those skills, those training methods into MMA. Cause I, whenever I'm doing anything, I never want to do it like halfway. I don't have a plan B and C. Plan B and C's make plan A work. That's my plan B and C. Man, and so,
0: your mentality, your, your, your mindset, your mentality, your habits are, are incredible, man. That's just kind of how it was. Yes.
1: And and then I, I seen the sport being real. I was just like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. These dudes punching each other, kicking each other, elbows and knees—that's dangerous. I'm not doing that, because wrestling is still controlled. You know, there's, you know, it's still controlled combat, and I didn't feel like MMA was, so I was scared of it. And once I got out and started training for the Olympics, 2012 Olympics, yes. I started to kind of be around it a lot more. Started getting sucked into it, meeting some some of the like MMA superstars. And they would tell me, yo, you should try this, you should try this, you could do this, you could do this. And I'm still scared. I'm not gonna lie, I'm scared, I can't do it. But they're like, come try it. And then I remember I sparred for the first time and I was like, it's funny, the guy I sparred was already in the UFC and I ended up fighting him years later, much years, much later, but he was already like a vet in the UFC. And I sparred him and he didn't beat me up. He didn't try to beat me up. I'm sure he could have, but he didn't yeah. try to beat me up. But I just remember sparring him and I was just like, man, maybe I can't do this. And I just I gave up on wrestling, moved my stuff, went to Florida, started my
0: career. Which one was your first martial arts after like okay, wrestling? And then I just started training everything. I, I started oh, right away, kickboxing, everything. yeah. Kickboxing
1: was the next one because that that was like you have to learn how to stand up.
0: That's so crazy. You know why? Because that means you have like it's a certain like it is not a lot of people in the world have this, but a certain skill. Like, you know how people just like Giannis has this as well. Like Giannis might be playing, let's say, a video video game. Yeah. And he's never played it. Never in his life. And all of a sudden he's playing like he's a a, I don't know. I don't like he would come in and just like, ah, I got you. And stop playing like he's been playing it for years. Or like example, like we'll do be doing boxing or you'll be like, and all of a sudden he's doing it like it's nothing like it's real good. like
1: it's i think it's it's a it's a, a mental it's your will the mental will of yes. wanting to be excellent at something so you 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 might not show it but you obsess over how to be good at it like my coach might show me footwork that maybe for him maybe he would think because he's trained other people he's like oh that's going to be complicated for him and he'll show it to me and i might get it wrong the first few times but in my head, I'm obsessing how to do this correctly. And maybe nine times I'm doing it wrong, doing it wrong. And then all of a sudden I got it. And I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And he's like, oh. Because it's, it's we just obsess over wanting to be perfect in that aspect.
0: But it's, I mean, I, and I think it's a normal, it's a normal you, thing. A lot sorry of to do that, you, you. just reminded me, yeah, like that's how uh, my brother talks. So he's like, man, just, you know, he's a philosopher. People haven't yeah. said this, he's like, gotta see him like family dinners. He like, He'll blow your mind. You be like, "Man," and he give you really, like, jokes too. No, jokes. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know where this that joke uh, thing started, but he's funny. He's funny. He, he's like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Just, but I don't know when he started. He just out of the blue. Of the blue. But um, uh, baby, keep going. So okay, what was the feeling of the first official match you going into this? <laughs> Man, it's crazy. I felt naked because you
1: literally <laughs> you are naked. You're, you're you're you got these little four ounce gloves on and you're in pretty much underwear. And I I was in tights and I was just, I just felt naked, even though I've practiced for years. And I'm like, well, actually not years. I I had my first fight in 2012, which is when I switched to MMA, Right away, like six, seven months. Yeah. But I was just like, I had this confidence in myself. Like, oh, I can do this because some of the greats like Rashad Evans told me I can do this. So I can do this. And I've sparred and trained so I'm in there, and I was just like, I just remember the feeling of, I was like, holy, I am in a cage. I'm locked in here. The only way out is I either got to hurt him or he's going to hurt me. And I, I was just like, okay, let me, you know, you know, you got that false fake confidence. Let me show him, do this. And then, you know, I hit him because I was faster. I was just a little bit more athletic, but the guy was more experienced. I hit him. Boom. And I, I remember the feeling in my head, like, oh, I just hit somebody. Because I never hit someone with like malicious intent before, like trying to actually hurt someone. So I remember the first time I hit someone, his head hard. I was like, oh, I just hit a human head. <laughs> it's crazy because all these thoughts are going through my mind in, in the fight. But I'm like trying to show that I'm tough. And I'm like, oh, I just hit this human head. And I'm still kind of moving. And I remember the first time I got hit. And it wasn't even like a good hit. It was like a jab, but it hit me boom in my chin and I just like stunned me a little bit. Like I was like, oh, okay, now we got to take him down, which is, (laughs) which I'm so blessed that I was, I was a wrestler going into it because it's such a, wrestling is such a special skill to have because now I control uh, the position of where this fight is. I control the the location of the fight. Like this guy's hitting me too much. I can take him down, you know? if he knows how to try to take people down that's what he wants to do I can stop it and so I control the location of this fight and that was such an amazing tool for me because it saved me it helped me develop because you start hitting me too many times I don't like it I'm taking you, I'm taking you down right away and I just remember that first fight I was I had that feeling like man I'm locked inside a cage I have to have to survive and then two was, I just felt naked in there but once you start getting into it, it's just, it's just, I think it's the most powerful, adrenaline is the most powerful drug out there. You know, natural drug in your body. Is I just got it. Once you get into that, you feel like you can do anything. I could have punched a brick wall or kicked a metal rod and, and not cared because that's just how you, once that adrenaline's flowing, that's how you feel. Ooh. Yeah. And then once you get through that, it's like, then you're walking back after the fight Then everything starts feeling, you start feeling you're like oh shit, why'd i kick him <laughs> now i feel that but it's uh it was just so so such a special feeling that i was like i could do that again
0: how, how, so how many fights have you done
1: now uh, someone just told me my record i think I was like i'm like 20 22 and two or three 22 and three something like that
0: that's crazy
1: that's that is crazy to me because i was just it's just like yesterday. I was like one and one. and I was like, oh, shit. Okay, two fights. You've
0: done, you done good, man. You've done good about yourself, Thank you. man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, okay. So you do that. And obviously, we share something else Coming, Like, you know, like we have brothers in the same sport. Mm-hmm. You know, and I heard like when you won your first uh, contract with the UFC. I mean, first of all, let's, let's say this. Let's talk about this. Like when you won your first contract with the UFC, like, how, was the, how was that feeling for you? It was... It was crazy because I, I just
1: I was at a certain point. Like when you get out of college, you 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 gotta you support you gotta support yourself now. Of course. You know, so as a young man, I, I I'm always thought about what what's what's next. How do I live? How do I survive? And that was the thing. I always wanted to make a living. I want to make a living, make a living doing something. And wrestling just didn't have that ability. That was another motivating factor too, to get out. Yes, if the, the biggest one was competition to go into MMA, but of course, I could actually make sort of some sort of a living a living with MMA as opposed yes. to just wrestling, and so once I got into it, uh, I realized oh well I could eventually get paid. My first fight I made uh, two thousand dollars. It was one and one, so I made two thousand dollars my first fight. Actually, I think no, it was a one thousand dollars I made, and uh, I just remember oh I got a thousand dollars and that lasted me like maybe two weeks, and so once i got into the ultimate fighter it was like okay you win this you get a contract with the ufc and now you could be making i think i was the contract would have been 10 and 10. i would be making twenty thousand dollars a fight if i win so i was like okay man i'm rich now (laughs) you know so it's just so crazy how life was working i was about to have my my daughter and it was like boom you're about to have a child you ain't got no, you ain't, you ain't really got no money. I had like $17 in my bank account at the time. And I've d- done the ultimate fight of the show. Now I'm getting ready to fight the finale to, to maybe get into, get a contract with the UFC. And, but the whole time I'm thinking, I got to make a living for myself. And then I have a child coming now. I got to make a living. I got to find a way to get into that life. And, you know, I was able to go out there, risk it all, get win, get the win. So got the contract. Now I could. I can, you know and i was living with my friend at the time and so boom got the contract i think within like four three three weeks four weeks got the contract got the 20k which lasted me like two weeks because <laughs> i had bills piled up but lasted me like two weeks and of course you got to account for taxes too
0: taxes coaching, yeah cool, like- taxes
1: coaching all of that and i had bills already stacked up and then my daughter's first birthday was coming That I had to spend money on that too I had to get us an apartment A place to live We got a a, a townhouse Like all of that Boom, 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 boom Within like two months Got it all done Like life kind of come together And then the whole time Just still thinking Okay, how can I sustain this? How can I get into something Or keep doing this To where I can sustain And help my family forever Because I'm still Nigerian now I still have a mom and dad which you know I'm, I have to be responsible for for someday. So somehow I have to parlay this situation, this fighting thing, into a way where I could support my family, my mom, dad, brothers, and of course my daughter. And um, it just I started to kind of I had to think outside the box, and and eventually the fighting is a vehicle, it's just a tool to get me to a place where I have to get into the right businesses and have the business mind and to be able to stretch that little money that I was getting to eventually be able to take care
0: of everybody forever. I want to ask you about this as well. Uh, but wait, before I ask you about that, you, so your brother did the same thing and got a concert with the... My
1: bro- yeah, my brother actually was a, he's a football player. He like he was a big boy. But he's heavyweight. Though. Yeah, he's yeah. like... Big boy. <laughs> I think he's like 6'2", you know, 200, yeah. maybe 40 pounds, and athlete. And... He was a football player, got a football scholarship to University of Arizona, played great there. Just had a run of bad luck and didn't get the film time, to but he could have been in the league for sure. He was just that talented and uh, just wasn't in the cards for him. So he eventually transitioned into MMA, but he's just now starting to find his, cause he started late. He's just now starting to find his stride. Uh, and that's the thing with, with athletes like that. Like I think football players and, 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 and athletes like you guys, could make such an easier transition into MMA because you guys are natural athletes.
0: So let me ask you something if you if you train me you train me for like how long would I, how long would I train for like to, to be able to which I know they they to for be years. able to
1: to win a fight or to be able to get into the
0: UFC First of all and, to to, and, to be <laughs> That's different. To, to be able not to get my ass kicked in, in the in, in the octagon in the octagon that means UFC UFC
1: yeah I would say no I'd say three years if you were committed to it yeah three years two well you guys are I think basketball players some of the best athletes in the world so I think you guys would pick it up a lot easier
0: so Uh, what is the top five
1: things that like well obviously wrestling because that's that's the most important because now you control the real estate when the fight takes place you know, if you can stop a takedown and you can get a takedown when you want, you if you think about it, there's three positions that a fight could be. You guys could both be standing up, punching each other. That's neutral. Or you could be on your back. He's on top of you, punching you. Or you could be on top of him, punching him. Look at any street fight. Those are the three positions you could end up. But two-thirds of a fight is on the ground. Now, if you control how to get the, someone to the ground or stop someone from getting you to the ground, you already won two-thirds of a fight. Yeah. You know? <sighs> so wrestling number one yeah wrestling's number one of course learning kicks kicking and punching like you got to be in kickboxing you got to be able to strike so once you get that down boom Uh, and then you start you got to be able to learn how to submit somebody Jiu-jitsu. you know you have to be able to learn how to hold someone choke someone you know you get into a compromising position you have to be able to know how to get out So I will put that there as well. And um, you know, the rest I think is fine tuning, like boxing. These are special skills, special disciplines. You know, you learn how to slip and punch and land in timing. All these are things that complement those basic wrestling, kickboxing, jujitsu. Once you get those down, you straight. I mean, you you could be in this. The thing is, once you learn them, you have the confidence to where you don't even want to be in a fight because you know, Exactly. It is what it is, you know, exactly. like I, I'm not, of course, you still get the anxiety of a fight, but you're more calm in those situations because you know, I dodge a fight, I can dodge a punch, take someone down, choke them mm-hmm. if I need to. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. I, I, so, I'm going to ask you one last question because I got to, I, I want to hit you with some like facts mm-hmm. and uh, and I know you have limited, like, thank you so much, bro. First of all, My like pleasure. you've done this, like you're amazing. So, the first one is like, what do you, what do you look, what do you want to do? Like, what do you feel like? It's a, like you said, you know, you want to make this last. You know, like, are you interested in certain businesses? Are you interested in what's your interest? Yeah, yeah and that's that's it's a crazy thing. Is
1: because for the first time now, I find myself in that situation to where uh, I'm having to really have deep dive into these thoughts. And um, have you seen have you seen Creed? Yes, three, the third one. Yes, yes, the new one. Yes. I, I just saw it and I'm like, Shh, I'm in this position right now. <laughs> I'm in that position to where I'm having to now, okay, what's after? I have a, I have a daughter that I have to care for. I have a family. And, and, and okay. now I'm I'm thinking what's after this because this was never the end. This was a, just a vehicle to get me to somewhere else. And so now I'm, of course, investing is a, a big thing Is is making my money work for me. Yeah, that's you that's know, number one yeah that's number one for putting sure. it into you know i guess being in the right partnership with the right group that that is knowledgeable in the sense of making sure they preserve our money because us earning our money wasn't easy yeah. you know we had to make a lot of sacrifices sacrifice time that we could have been hanging out with friends and family and and family and, and chilling yes. and doing all these things we sacrificed all of that time just to perfect our craft to be able yes. to to um attain some of this wealth we want to be able to keep it and let that work for us. So, being in the right group that's going to understand that, and, and management of that, and then of course now get you know educating us in in ownership of, exactly. of certain things and how we can own these things and have them work for us and really continue to build our wealth. So I that's where I am right now I'm trying to deep dive a lot into that but
0: yeah. I got I got some I got some cool stuff for you to we'll talk about after yeah, the, we'll talk the pod true. as well because you know one of the things that helped us as well is that uh, we've had key partnership and key mentors that not only you know they, they tell you like oh give me your money I will invest it for you like yeah. an example if I come up to you I'm not going to say you know put your money with us yeah. I'm going to I'm going to make this money like you can do that with anybody anybody yeah. can do that for you Yeah The most important thing is you create great business uh, you learn from the business. We put you in the table, in the meetings, everything. At the same time, you create great alliances as well, a great yeah. support system. Yeah. So you know, like you know what, and then you, that that I'm always in a good place business wise. And then uh, the the fourth one you use is that you create an ecosystem yeah. that uh, all your businesses align with each other. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I I think is uh, that's what's helped us as well. I think, but. Um, but I'm excited, I'm excited. You Trust me, this is an exciting time. I know yes. it looks, it's exciting time. It mm-hmm. might look a little bit like, yeah, okay.
1: It's exciting. No, I am excited about it too, because um, I always wanted to get into that that
0: aspect. Yes, it. you're gonna love it, you know, trust you're, me. You're yeah, competitive, I'm, so you're gonna I'm, love it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna hit you with some stuff now before, before we go. I wanna see if you know, right, if you know this. No pressure, you're not supposed to know it. Okay. But, okay. Uh, is it true or false, right? That uh humans in general like lose more than eighty percent of heat from their feet. Lose more than
1: eighty percent of heat from their feet. From their, their feet. feet yes. daily or uh, just through in a lifetime in general. In general, more than eighty percent through their feet. Hmm I would say false.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's false. Hey. 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 You know, people be like, oh put your feet in and no that, you don't lose that nothing yeah. nothing will happen to you bro. it's actually this year is actually better you will be able like that is good for you like nothing in your body in general well,
1: i know it now because sometimes and obviously losing weight is a big part of uh. what i do and so um we do do hot baths just to try to let the body you know work to burn some of that weight off and sometimes it's too damn hot in that bath you can just keep <laughs> your feet in there and just keep it in the bath and and that is still continue to. Tell your uh, body that uh, you pop, you, ah. you know, so.
0: There yeah. you go. I like it, so, okay, okay let me hit you with, uh, okay, okay, let me hit you with another question. Now, this is a okay. question, right? What's your most unusual talent? My most unusual talent?
1: Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. Okay. I would say I had a bunch of just random knowledges that like, <laughs> Even like Greek mythology, like when are you ever gonna use all of that? But I, I
0: you don't random, it's just part of, uh, yeah,
1: random <laughs> things that I know that most people
0: wouldn't know, just random. But it's good. That's yeah. good though. You you wanna you, think about your, your like your brain's like a library, so you just wanna have like as much knowledge as you can, yeah. And just you know throw away the the <laughs> the, the usual stuff. Um, so do you know what Tyrophobia is? Say it again. Tyrophobia. Turophobia, Spell it. T-U-R-O-phobia. Like P-H-O-B-I-A. Oh, my God. T-u-r-o-phobia. English is not even my first language and I spell that right. T-U-R-O-phobia. T-U-R-O-phobia. T-U-R-O. T-U-R-O. tiro, turoturoturo I just, I just say kind of English. Language. It's yeah. a fear of t-u- T-U-R-O.
1: What is that? It's a fear of I don't know. Of cheese. Chew-
0: cheese? It's a fear of cheese. Why
1: don't they just call it
0: i don't know yeah
1: i, I, don't, I don't know I it, it's know. real cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah i did not know that but
0: i know it was a fear something. <laughs> that was good okay i got you so you dream a lot do you like dream in general do i dream yes i think so
1: i think yeah the human actually the, the human person yeah i know what i'm saying you know some, a some, lot no, some people don't, I don't like, remember okay a ton every now and again i'll remember something one but I don't remember a time. I remember one time I fell in, in sleeping class in physics uh-huh. class, and uh, and I was having a dream. I was like face on the desk, and I had a dream that a snake would like open its mouth like a king cobra was diving at me, and I I jolted so bad, almost flipped my whole desk over in class. <laughs> I got caught sleeping. I sent to the principal's office, <laughs> but I was just I. Try to sleep. Obviously, you know you're at home. Yeah, kids playing video games <laughs> late at night. Didn't get enough sleep. I'm in school sleeping, and yeah, I got caught.
0: But I was dreaming. That
1: dream I definitely remember.
0: Okay, you know, you know why I said it. So, look, listen to this fact, right? Did you know that uh, you can't invent, invent like invent new faces in your dreams? Like you know when you see faces and people, yeah. it's not new faces you invented. You've seen these people before. Really? Yeah. Just randomly. You just walk around. You see faces. You never paid attention.
1: And they show me in dream.
0: Makes sense. Because I, I would say a dream is obviously
1: something that it, it's in your mind. Yes. So it's it's all something that your mind has captured. I guess like mental pictures and memories that your mind has captured. And, and just kind
0: of. created a story yeah. Exactly. So. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I, like, when, I, when I read that, I was like, oh my God, that makes like, totally sense. Because I was like, I see people in my dream. I'm like, who is this person? Yeah. But all of a sudden, I know I can't invent new faces. It's probably somebody I saw somewhere. I just didn't pay attention. Yeah, it makes sense. That's a cool fact. Let me give you one last one, man. I don't want to... Okay. I'll give you one last one about the... Do you know how like the the barcodes, how they scan? The barcodes? Yeah, like, you know, the black uh, stripes. How they scan. Yeah, how they actually scan. So
1: I would think it's... There's information embedded in them. No, so, kind of like the neo
0: thing, like Matrix. <laughs> so, you know, people think it's the black stripes, yeah. but it's actually not the black. It's actually the the spacing between them. Of they really? scan, yeah. When you see click click in the supermarket, yeah. it's actually the spacing between them that they scan. So, is there information in the space? No, supposedly, or? like they got yeah, obviously, but it's not like you no. Know, I would assume there's the black something is in the black yeah. stripes, but it's not the black, it's the space the between. Space. Them. I'm so surprised when I when I found that's, that. That's crazy. I want I would
1: want to know more about what why is that space, what's significant about the space that it's
0: given information. Guys, hit us in the comments, you know, and, and yeah, and let us know. You know, we have the internet here, so yeah. fact check all everything. Smart people, yeah, definitely <laughs> let us know. But uh first of all, thank you so much. My pleasure for doing this. It's been great. And in the end, I always leave uh leave them with like either a quote, I don't want to put you in the spot, or either something that motivates you keeps you going every day. And uh hopefully we're going to do this podcast again and your future endeavors, but yeah. I want you to uh, leave us with something, man. Yeah, definitely.
1: We're going to talk and uh, and try to do something together. We've been trying to do it for years, you know, because we, we've we been knowing each other for a little while now. Um, you know, big, uh, big love from my family and my brothers, you know, to your family and your brothers you. as well. You know, we have a similar journey. It's crazy. Um, uh, my question for you is I, I actually, uh, we saw the movie. Yes. Um, me and my daughter saw it, we loved it. Um, is you guys walk a similar path, you guys did this similar thing that we did and uh, what well, we're internally very, very grateful for. Uh, but to leave y'all, yeah, two quotes that I've always lived by, and I still continue to live by them to this day. And I think it's much, much more needed in this generation this that we're in right now. My first one is, um, if you, um, when you strive for perfection, and, and fail or fall short you still attain excellence you know that's a big one that I I I live on you know but one to piggyback and and, and help that is and this is this was like my go-to if you fail to plan you plan to fail and this is one that I heard in college and this just carried me all through and has continued to carry me through life if you fail to plan you plan to fail and you know those are the two quotes that I really live by. And man, I think it's, it's very needed it's right now in this society. I love
0: it, man. It's all, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that look up to us, look up to you, and there's a lot of kids out there that aspire to be a guy like you. And they have a similar journey and even tougher. Yeah. And, I, you know, you always got to remind them that you're human. And it's not just a sport. with much more than just a sport. That's why we're good at what yeah. we do. You know, it's just much more than the sport, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah.
1: Representation is very important because uh, once I started hitting the stride, I always looked to find information on the guys that you know look like me that have you know blessed with the same gift that I have that have done it before me and what they did and how they got to the top. So representation is extremely important, and uh, you know we just we're
0: human. We just do the best we can to represent. Exactly, my brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys for watching at home. Thank you guys for tuning in. And again, man, you, you can't imagine how much grateful I am for you being be on here. Uh, if you guys want to watch, uh, you want to follow Kamar Usman on the socials, Kamar Usman Instagram, Twitter, I don't know. Yeah, Instagram, t- Twitter. Uh, I don't know, do I have TikTok? Yeah. LinkedIn or?
1: TikTok, I think. Well, no, TikTok. Is, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a little old. But Instagram, Instagram and uh, Twitter is at Usman, U-S-M-A-N, 84
0: KG. Please, Please follow him, follow Kamaru his journey.
1: Usman on Facebook and TikTok.
0: <laughs> Kamara Usman MMA. So
1: yes, that's what you
0: follow. Please uh, follow him, follow his journey, and man, thank you guys so much. If you want to watch uh, the show, you can watch it at uh, the Descubros TV uh, on YouTube. If you want to watch the socials, you can watch it at Sande, uh Sande Corante 43, and uh, and again, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for your support. Uh, Please like and subscribe, and I can't wait for the next one, man. Ciao. Analysis is recorded at No Studios, Milwaukee's creative hub and production studio.